Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. Are you going through menopause or perimenopause? It can be a struggle to find comfort in your body with night sweats, hot flashes, and so many other uncomfortable symptoms. Hormone Harmony is a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause created by Happy Mammoth. They are dedicated to making women's lives easier using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout women's lives. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CHAT at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code CHAT for 15% off today. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Therapy Chat Podcast, episode 416. This is the Therapy Chat Podcast with Laura Reagan, LCSWC. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. And now, here's your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan. And oh my gosh, I have so much to say, but not a lot of time to say it in. So I'm just going to give you a quick introduction to this week's episode, tell you a little bit about our guest and what's going on lately. As we're in mid-January here in Maryland, we had our first snow of the winter and threw everything off. This week has been full of surprises, like very suddenly realizing that I was getting the opportunity to interview Peter Levine, which happened yesterday. He's the developer of Somatic Experiencing. And oh my gosh, that was an amazing, beautiful conversation. So rich and so vulnerable. And I can't wait to share that with you. And the theme of it, which goes along with a theme of conversations that I've been having lately with more and more people is that by living our most authentic lives and showing up as we really are with all of our wounding as wounded healers, we, we help the world more. And that's a, a belief that is finally sinking into my truth that, you know, it's not what, what I've been through and the wounds I carry and the ways that my life has been shaped by those experiences is not something to be ashamed of. It's something to embrace and by being open about it, not in, you know, sharing graphic details, what people call trauma porn, not that, just 
speaking honestly about the struggles and the triumphs of life and the healing journey for others to understand that it's possible. It's really important. And that's what Peter Levine and I were talking about yesterday. And that's what Jenny Hughes, my guest today, and I have been talking about. I also talked about this with my friend, Dr. Sarah Poldmay this week for her podcast, as well as my friend, Dr. Sheree Lindbergh for her podcast. So I'm so lifted by the connection with others who are on the same path and stepping out of the traditional mindset of don't talk about things, be independent, handle everything yourself. You're on, on this journey of life alone because we're not, and we're not meant to be. So I'm like wiping tears because (laughs) talking about this feels so moving to me. So before I tell you about my wonderful guest for today's episode, Dr. Jenny Hughes, who many of you may already know of, I want to just give you a tiny bit of information about other things that are going on right now. If you get my emails, you see I sent a newsletter yesterday with updates on what I've been doing and where I'll be. And I'm inviting people who are part of my community to meet in person. If you subscribe to my email list, you can see we have a couple of opportunities coming up in, first of all, I'll be in Florida next week. I'll be in Baltimore this weekend. So by the time you hear this, it may be too late, but it's in the, in the newsletter. Jamie Marich is coming to Owings Mills. I mentioned this in last week's episode and doing a free talk on trauma and the 12 steps, which is Jamie's powerful work and some of their much amazing, powerful work. My cat's um, weighing in. I don't know if you can hear him in the background. I know it's familiar. His voice is familiar to many of you, but also there will be an opportunity to get together for community members who are on the West Coast in February when I'm going to be visiting there to do some wonderful things that I can't wait for. I do want to let you know, though, Therapy Chat, this podcast is a finalist for an award at the She Podcasts Unplugged event, the podcasting conference, She Podcasts Unplugged, which is next week in Orlando. I'll be there for that and for PodFest, which is immediately afterwards. And, you know, whether or not Therapy Chat ends up winning, it's such an honor to be a finalist for the Good Samaritan Award because the idea of the Good Samaritan Award is someone who has taken their podcast and used it to try to help make the world a better place. And so it seems to fit. That's what we're doing here with Therapy Chat. You know, I didn't know why I started this podcast initially. I didn't know what was driving me to do it, but I now realize it's because I really wanted to get information out to as many people as possible about trauma and healing and the alternative approaches to healing trauma that are less well known, but much more powerful than a lot of the traditional talk therapy approaches that we're most familiar with or that the general public is heard about the most. So I just wanted to thank all of you listeners and all of the guests who have been part of Therapy Chat and Pete, the wonderful editor who makes Therapy Chat what it is, makes it sound how it does. And as well as Andrew, who supports Trauma Therapist Network. And again, Trauma Therapist Network couldn't run without Andrew. He works full time just to do all the customer service and back end work of Trauma Therapist Network. It's not it's not a tiny side project. It's a major program that requires a lot of work. So it's a gift and an honor to be able to deliver a way for people to learn more about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and find a trauma therapist, which is why I created Trauma Therapist Network. But it's also a gift and an honor to be able to gather with therapist and trauma therapist network and support each other. We had a beautiful case consultation call yesterday where our members were sharing about experiences that are so resonant to all of us therapists, but people don't talk about. So 
With that in mind, I want you to know that if you are on the waiting list for Trauma Therapist Network membership, so if you're a therapist who's wanted to join Trauma Therapist Network, I'm not doing a big launch right now. I'm not doing a public launch, but if you're already on the waiting list, then you'll be receiving an email Friday, the 19th of January to invite you to join us at 2023 prices. This is just for the waiting list. And if you're a trauma therapist who wants to get on the waiting list, you still can just go to go.traumatherapistnetwork.com slash join, add your name to the waiting list, and then we'll send you the registration link. So I wanted you to know about that in case trauma therapist network membership is something that you've been wanting to be part of or waiting to be part of. We're excited to welcome many new members in. Let me go on and tell you about my guest today for this episode, which is all about the importance of connection and how therapists can really be valuable to one another as friends, colleagues, and connections. Even though we typically are so busy working back to back to back to back to clients, we often don't even look up and see what's happening around us or who's around us to know that we have support right there with some of the most compassionate, wise, caring people who really know how to be supportive in a moment of struggle. So it's kind of like, look around, you have support. It's there. We forget that. That's why I made Trauma Therapist Network membership community is because we all were feeling so isolated. And Jenny My guest today, Dr. Jenny Hughes, is a licensed clinical psychologist specializing in the treatment of trauma and PTSD. And as a clinician, she practices EMDR, CPT, and PE. Jenny has published a workbook designed for clients to use on their own or with their therapist called the PTSD Recovery Workbook. Through her clinical work, Jenny has been able to also support helpers and healers through the common experience of vicarious trauma, something that I've talked about for a long time on Therapy Chat. As the founder of the Brave Trauma Therapist Collective, Jenny helps trauma therapists go from feeling drained and demoralized to energized and empowered. Members of Brave work with Jenny to become more aware of how to identify and overcome vicarious trauma, allowing them to thrive in their professional and personal lives. So I hope you will enjoy this beautiful, connected conversation between Jenny and I. She's become a friend and we talked about how our friendship developed and some of the um, points of fear and isolation that caused me to not connect at first. So I hope you'll enjoy this conversation and think about how you can connect with others in your community. If you are a therapist, there are places where you can find support and connection, including Jenny's community, Brave, as well as Trauma Therapist Network. And If you are not a therapist, look around you. Who is in your circle? Who are your supports? If you don't have people who are willing to be open and be supportive in the way that you need, there are ways to find them. There are people out there looking for connection just like you are and many ways to find them. Support groups, meetup groups, uh, social sports leagues online communities, you know, virtual and in-person women's circles, men's circles, men's groups. I'm going to be interviewing another colleague and friend, Jeremy Moeller, who specializes in helping men get connected to their emotional lives in the ways that patriarchy has prevented them from doing or suppressed, forced them to suppress which I feel is a major problem in our culture and our world. And I'm grateful to Jeremy for what he's doing to try to change that. He uses IFS and he's a mindfulness teacher. So he has a a really cool perspective, but he's also just an interesting and creative person. So I just subscribed to his Substack today and I'm looking forward to sharing his, his perspective here on the podcast. And, and when you hear from Peter Levine, you're going to be, amazed. Maybe you won't, but in my mind to hear from a man of my father's generation, a white man sharing vulnerably about his trauma and healing journey and expressing emotion, even tearing up on video, on audio, this man who is like 
a leader in the trauma and somatics field who has done so much for 50 years and really moved our field forward in such an important way was brave enough to open up about some of the pain that he's been through and some of the things that he's experienced that some people might be like really surprised by. So that will be coming soon. And I've got so many other incredible interviews lined up and already banked to share with you for this coming year. We're making some changes with Therapy Chat in case you haven't heard. All episodes going forward will be video and audio format. People have been asking for this for years and we've been trying, but it takes a lot of work to do the video editing and stuff. And thankfully, Pete again comes in clutch and is making that happen for us. So you can find Dr. Mariel Bouquet's interview now live on YouTube in video format, as well as my recent interview with Brooke Randolph. My interview with Dr. Shafali from earlier this year is up there as well, and they're being released gradually. Some of the Linda Tai videos are now up on YouTube, and some will be up later. So um, I think this is a, a positive development for therapy chat. Sometimes it's nice to just see the conversation. Other times you want to hear, you know? So we are happy to have another way for you to take in this information and be able to make it accessible to as many people as possible. So as always, thank you for listening to Therapy Chat. If you're not on my email list, the link is in the show notes to subscribe um, and you can get the free download five mistakes that people make when searching for a trauma therapist. And I appreciate you. Take care. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan, and today I'm so happy to be speaking again, although it'll be the first time for you listeners to hear, with my friend and colleague, Dr. Jenny Hughes. Jenny, thank you so much for coming to Therapy Chat today. Oh, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here and just to connect. Me too. And I'll, because I'm a, I always don't hide my failures, I want to say that you took the time to be interviewed by me before. And at the time, I don't know. I don't know what my headspace was, but it just wasn't quite right. And I, I said, Jenny, I don't feel like I can release this, even though we had a great conversation. But I feel like we've gotten to know each other a lot better. And it just feels a lot more resonant to talk with you now. So I know that our audience is going to find this discussion very valuable because we're talking about receiving support, accepting support, and the challenge of connecting when you're struggling and all of that while being a trauma therapist. So before we get into that topic, let's just start off by you telling our audience a little more about who you are and all of the amazing things that you do. So I am a psychologist and I was originally thought I was going to be a child psychologist and was trained in that way. I've always done trauma work and I'm trained all the way down to zero, actually, in working with babies who have experienced trauma and loss and things like that. Now in my clinical work, I primarily work with adults, though, which was a, a shift that I never anticipated, but has opened up a lot of new experiences and avenues for me. And so I see primarily adults in my practice who have experienced trauma and PTSD, and then I also will be talking more about this, but since COVID, since the pandemic, found that I really, it was really important to me to support other trauma therapists. And so I also create community for trauma therapists and find ways where we can connect and, and share what it's like to do this work, how much we love it, and also to overcome any of kind of the difficulties and, and help to, to share the weight of what it's like to be a trauma therapist. So... One thing you didn't say when you were just introducing yourself is where do you practice? Yeah, so I live in Houston, Texas, and most of my clients are in Texas. But as a psychologist, we're really fortunate that we have SIPAC, which allows us to practice telehealth in any participating states. So I actually see folks all over the country. I have, you know, people in Minnesota, in Colorado. So it, you know, mostly in Texas, but I am able to serve a larger kind of area because of that. That's great. And 
you know, I was just talking with someone today about how there are very few trauma therapists in places like Idaho and North Dakota and, you know, Wyoming, just places where there's lower population numbers and less availability of trauma therapy, but there's no, like, sure, I am sure there's no less need. So it's great that you can, I don't know which states specifically are covered by SIPACT, but. There's actually a lot now, and it's so true. I, right now, I'm working with a colleague who is helping us set up training for child parent psychotherapy in a lot of those states. And because of just the immense need for providers and for highly skilled providers right? and being able to practice via telehealth, even doing things like child parent psychotherapy, which is for zero to five since COVID, there have been some really, really cool adaptations and just ingenuity and creativity that came out of it to be able to serve people via telehealth, who we might not think it would be the best mode of delivery, but that actually can be super, super effective and really supportive of our clients too. That's great. And I think just because you brought up child parent psychotherapy, you're trained in that, right? Yeah. And that's Alicia Lieberman's work? Mm -hmm. Mainly yeah, for I was trained with, with Joy Osofsky at LSU. So she, Alicia Lieberman created CPP and then folks like Joy Osofsky, Charlie Zena, a lot of those folks were really like the, the spearheads of infant mental health. Awesome. And isn't CPP, I know one of the ways that it's beneficial is for children who've been exposed to domestic violence, which is a really important work to do because in my experience so often survivors adult survivors of domestic violence think that their children weren't impacted because they weren't maybe directly physically harmed but working with adults who witnessed domestic violence in childhood whose parents never even necessarily knew that they knew it's deeply impactful. Yeah. And that's where CPP started. The first manual was called Don't Hit My Mommy. And now it really can be used with any kind of traumatic experience that a young child has. And there are even adaptations of it. There's infant parent psychotherapy. There are protocols for teachers to help teachers implement things. Part of like the some of the components of CPP and it's just such a powerful intervention. It's a really more of a psychodynamic approach to trauma work because it's all about the parent-child relationship. And so it's, I think one of the greatest things about it is it's not only about helping the, the child heal, but it also helps the parent or caregiver heal. It is so powerful for the adults that are coming because they have to attend the sessions with the child. And so they are also receiving the healing, which I think is just something that is really unique in the space of working with kids and families. Yes, that's beautiful. And I just thank you for explaining that. I know that wasn't exactly what we were intending to focus on now, but I just wanted to ask. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's an example of how trauma work is so, you said, you mentioned the need for highly skilled therapists. Trauma work is such highly skilled work. It's so complex. There's so many aspects of it, layers, different ways to approach it. And I just want to sort of name that for people who are doing trauma work, you are doing some really important, valuable, and challenging just in terms of like knowledge and the presence that you have to bring. So I just wanted to give, give us all a shout out for that. Pat on the back. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the space holding that is required of a trauma therapist is immense. Yes. So that's really sort of what we wanted to talk about today is being a trauma therapist. And you know, and li listeners who've heard the show before today also know that I've gone through a lot of grief. I actually talked about on my end of the year episode that really I've been going through a lot of grief for about four years. But last spring, we were communicating when I had just lost a family member and I was having a very different experience of grief in my adult life 
but it was bringing up all my old grief too. (laughs) Well, and at the same time, I was also, it was, it was, I don't like the term anniversary when it comes to things like this. Yeah. But I I haven't always found the greatest replacement. But anyway, it was the third anniversary of my own father's passing. And I was pregnant and I had COVID and he had died of COVID right at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. And I don't even remember how we started talking that day, Laura. (laughs) To look back at the messages. But it was just this incredible for me it was exactly what I needed because I was able to connect with someone like you who is an incredibly and highly skilled trauma therapist who just held space for me in a way that I don't think you even realized that you were doing and like I said before we started recording it allowed me to go through truly the beginning middle and end of the the grief experience that I was having on that day of that anniversary that I don't know that I would have been able to move through it to its completion, not the grief ever ends. But in that moment, there was a beginning, middle and end. Mm. I don't know that I would have been able to move through that if it hadn't been for our connection that day and the the way that we were talking to each other, which is unique to, I think, therapists and the way that we can talk to each other. Yeah, I think that was something that is important to point out. When you think about being a therapist, we are highly skilled at focusing on someone else and not focusing on ourselves. It's a gift we brought into this field. (laughs) And then we learned to do it even better while we were being educated slash how to dissociate. And if we didn't already know, and then that is, I feel like, I don't know, you could look at it many ways, but if you had a childhood where you had to suppress your feelings and then you go into a field where you're exposed to all this pain, and then you spend all of your time suppressing your feelings and you don't have some way to receive same kind of support that you're giving. And I think it's therapy's wonderful and definitely needed, but that's one hour a week. Like how do we surround ourselves and and make allow ourselves to receive the support of other caring people when we're so used to denying having needs? Yeah, denying our own needs and then coming into a a field and a specialty where there are these implicit and explicit messages that we're supposed to have all of our shit together because we're therapists. We must be perfect. There must be nothing wrong with us because we've done all the work and figured it all out. And we came into this field with problems or our own baggage, then then we're going to do harm to someone else. I got that very clearly. Yeah, exactly. And so then we have to, you know, we're always like on edge of like, What are people going to think about me or assume about me? Or am I going to be found out because I'm affected by this case or because I'm experiencing my own grief reactions while also helping other people process their trauma or their grief, you know, and it's incredibly isolating. And we I think that there are a few spaces where there's permission to be able to talk about all of those things safely without us feeling like our jobs or our licenses or our careers are threatened. Yeah. And I will say that I'm sure you've noticed this because we're in some of the same therapist Facebook groups, but people will post some kind of question and they'll usually either be anonymous because they're afraid of being attacked or shamed for whatever they're expressing that they don't know about or a, a vulnerable emotion that they're trying to get some support with. And people mm-hmm. are like, anyone could know who you are from this. Your client could find them. You know, there's just so much judgment and criticism and demand for perfection that we do to each other. I think out of fear, it's been hammered yep. into us. And then we just perpetuate it onto each other and those who come after us in the field, which is very harmful. Yep. And, you know, like we were talking about earlier too, Laura, neither of us really well 
So for me, and then for you in in different ways, but for me, like I had kept my relationship so separate. Like I had my friends and my family, and then I had like my life as a therapist. Right. And there was very little overlap. I really didn't have any friends who were also therapists. I had a couple from internship because that's like, you're like really going through that together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that was it. And I felt like I had to be defended in that way because if things from my past were found out or, you know, whatever it might be, I really was afraid of what would happen to my career. And when COVID happened and we all, you know, isolated even more, it was kind of more out of my, again, need to like help and and give and, and take care. But I saw, I, I was asked to help create programming for like frontline workers, nurses and doctors and things like that at one of our hospitals here. And that's something that I had done prior and in a different role. And I was happy to do that. And I was like, but wait, who's taking care of all of the mental health providers that I'm getting together to support these nurses and these doctors? And that set me on a course of then having new battle buddies kind of in therapists of learning how to do these kinds of things and in growing together. And that Being able to develop those relationships, those friendships with fellow therapists has been one of the most healing things in the past few years because we can talk about things in such different ways and we're not therapizing each other, but we understand that we don't have to fix everything, that we can we can take deep dives and we can analyze things in safe ways and in supportive ways which are not conversations that we can have kind of like with with our friends or our family members who are not in this field. And it's been really healing for me to be able to connect with therapists in a new way like that. I agree. And one thing that we were talking about before we started recording, you mentioned how therapists are people who are comfortable going deep. And I know for myself that I find it very unsatisfying to communicate with people about really surface things. It's like, but what about what's really going on? You know, that's how I feel. And that, again, probably comes from a childhood of things being brushed under the rug and not spoken about secrets and a sense that something's really happening that people aren't talking about that makes you feel really uncomfortable. So your radar for that is like heightened. Plus the fact that for myself, the friends that I surround myself with in my life outside of work have, you know, similar relational dynamics to the people I grew up with. So, (laughs) you know, they don't like to talk about stuff. And I'm like, choosing people who don't like to talk about stuff. And then I'm like, this is so unsatisfying. They won't talk about stuff. (laughs) And then it is repeating. It's just so mysterious. And that's like, just that as an example, like if we were talking and I was saying, oh, I'm so frustrated, my friend won't open up, you know, and you're a therapist friend, you might say, you know, does that remind you of anything from when you were going, you know, like just gently showing something in a, in a non-threatening way, like, have you noticed a pattern? You know, I wonder if right, there's exactly. anything that you could do differently, not to therapize, but to support, just be like offering a perspective so therapists know how to talk to people sensitively hold the intensity and allow the feelings to be there and I think that was what happened in our interaction it it absolutely did and you know I can still see a lot of images from that day and I remember being in my room and like I mean full on COVID. Right. And so I'm just like in my room, isolating. And my husband and my, my, she was two at that point. My daughter were out making a birthday cake for my dad because we make a birthday cake for him every year. Cause he died six days before his 75th birthday. And I was, I was a mess in my room and my pajamas curled up in bed. And it was the exact cathartic mess relief and release that I needed to have. And you held space for it and didn't need to change any of it. And were able to put words to it and allow me to be seen even just through we were just messaging on messenger. Like it was I was just reading your words. And 
no one else could could talk to me like that on that day, you know, not because they're deficient, but just because they don't have that skill set. They yeah. they don't have also I think it takes a lot of courage to hold space for people and a lot of bravery to know that it's okay for people to move through the beginning, middle and end of those big feelings. And that's really a scary thing unless you can lean into it and trust that it's going to be healing. The Institute for Creative Mindfulness is the EMDR therapy training brainchild of Dr. Jamie Marriage, a clinician and author who's on a mission to confront stigma around mental health, trauma, and dissociation. The Institute, informed by Jamie's work, teaches a somatic, expressive, bottom-up approach to EMDR therapy that does not treat dissociation like a dirty word. ICM empowers their students to navigate dissociation as a normal response to trauma and stress when it shows up. Dr. Jamie Marich is out and proud on various levels about her own recovery and is a strong believer in the healing capacities of EMDR therapy and helping our clients to heal from the impact of trauma. I and two of my team members have been trained by the Institute for Creative Mindfulness directly with Jamie, and I was impressed with how dissociation really was treated as just a normal aspect of trauma therapy work, which it is. Both Jamie and the consultants were matter of fact about if and when dissociation arises, it's okay, it's normal, and here's how you can help the client in that situation. The Institute for Creative Mindfulness is offering a coupon code to save 15% off any program offered by ICM. This includes their EMDR therapy basic training programs and a wide variety of their home study, advanced topics, and other CE offerings. Go to instituteforcreativemindfulness.com and use promo code 15 for listeners. There's a link in the show notes. You can copy the promo code and use the link right there in the show notes to make it easy. We all know that small actions can make a big difference in our lives. I know for me, I can be in a terrible mood, go out somewhere and see a stranger, make eye contact and just smile at them and find suddenly I feel good. Whether it's practicing mindfulness a few minutes each day, movement practices, small actions can have big benefits, like how taking care of your gut can support whole body health. Seeds DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic benefits your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. Your body is an ecosystem and great health starts in the gut. Your gut is a central hub for various pathways through the body and a healthy gut microbiome means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, our immune systems, and more. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com living and use code 25living to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com living, code 25living. Yeah, it is vulnerable to hold space for someone and to take a chance on talking about the thing that could be unpleasant that the other person might not want to talk about. I think that's why we avoid so often in our regular lives, you know, oh, maybe I shouldn't mention that I know today is the day that their dad passed away. But to me, I'm I'm that friend who's like, hey, I know it's today's the an important day. And I'm just thinking of you because I want that from people. I want people to know, not read my mind, but just to care about what matters to me. And therapist friends are perfectly suited for that because, and and really trauma therapist friends, especially because we understand what our work is like. We understand the, the real pain that people go through and And then we understand that it's okay to feel that and that it can get better and it doesn't have to be avoided, you know? Yeah. And that by being able to move through that, that there is light there on the other end. And, you know, I mean, for me, I talk a lot about vicarious resilience and that ability to soak up all of the glimmers that we get to notice and experience with our clients and in our work. And oftentimes the greatest glimmers are at the end of that really dark tunnel. And there's glimmers along the way too, but like in EMDR, a lot of times we use this metaphor of being on a train and you just have to, that's where the phrase like go with that comes from. You just have to go with it and you have to watch kind of what's happening. 
And there's another metaphor that we'll use if someone is really experiencing just a lot of emotion, maybe when we're reprocessing, always the client has the control and they can always stop. And sometimes we'll talk to them about, you know, we can stop, but then we're stopping in the middle of the tunnel. And we might have to actually start back at the beginning of the tunnel. And somehow we got to get through the tunnel to the other side. And so being able to see that process and then emerge on the other side of that tunnel is incredible, but it takes a lot of bravery and space holding and, and silence sometimes. I notice for me with clients, when I want to talk a lot, I'm like, okay, shut up, Jenny. <laughs> like It's my own like, you know, like nerves and sometimes adrenaline and the desire to fix things. And I'm like, just stop <laughs> and, and hold that space because that's where so much healing happens. And then we can pick up that vicarious resilience. Beautiful. And what they say in brain spotting is, wait, why am I talking? You know, mm. oh, I love that. <laughs> Instead of shut up, Jenny. <laughs> it's almost so much kinder. <laughs> but I get what you mean. And, you know, I love what you said about the tunnel because this is so synchronistic that I also talked about that at my end of year episode just like two weeks ago. That when you are in that place where you're getting closer and closer to that painful material. It's so dark and it is a tunnel and look, it's like, it feels like a tunnel, but you don't necessarily know that there's an end to it. It can just right. feel like you're going into a black place. It's an endless black hole. And really it's a, it's a path. And, you know, around that bend up ahead, there's a tiny bit of light, you know, and you're going to eventually see it if you can trust yourself and the therapeutic process enough to keep going not to override your system telling you it's too much it doesn't feel safe but to trust that if you keep going that there is an end there right exactly and I think that trust you know the therapeutic relationship has so much to do with that for our clients and same in our personal relationships and so you know even last April when we were when we were messaging you and I were building trust in our relationship. And it takes a lot of trust to be able to do that kind of work in therapy and in our relationships. And, you know, back last April, you and I were still building trust. And at the same time, I think that there's this, this magic in certain relationships and with certain people where it's like your brain and body just knows that you can fall into it. And in, on that day, when my brain and body needed to move through all the parts of it, the beginning, middle and end, it also knew that you were the safe person that I could trust to do that with. And I think that that is a really, really special gift that I received. And I do want to thank Aww. you for that. Well, you're welcome. And, and I'm it's also I'm thankful that you received that that way. I remember feeling very connected when we were communicating. I remember thinking, wow, I'm really getting to know Jenny now. You know, and it felt like our relationship <laughs> was developing in that experience. And that, cause I remember saying like, now we're friends at the end, but I, I want to name too, that I was in such a vulnerable state. My grief reaction was so big and I was not willing to, disregard it, even though I was getting a lot of messages from other people in our families that, well, in my husband's family, that this isn't, you know, nobody wants to see a lot of emoting, you know, can you? And again, familiar message from my earlier years anyway, but because I was refusing to not be grieving and I was just letting it, I was like, I'm not going to interrupt this because that's just going to make it worse. So I had to let down my guard a lot to allow the vulnerable question and the, you know, to take a chance with someone I really didn't know that well and say, like, I remember I asked you your dad's name, you know, and, I, and then when, when you had the baby, you sent me a picture and everything. It was just, it, yeah. it's like that weaving process of trust and building trust through allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Maybe you having COVID 
you just didn't have it to be defended, you know? <laughs> all those walls, yeah. <laughs> all the cement fell out of them. <laughs> and that that too is a gift, right? I I I know for myself that like we we always have so much work to do and I know that I still have work to do for myself around the ways that I guard and protect my my own brain and body. And so that day of having COVID and being pregnant and having it be that that third year mark, all of those walls were kind of down because my resources were tapped. And that's what I needed, I think. Right. So there's a message about, I mean, uh, I always quote my therapist and I always have to say that I'm quoting him, but it's like, you know, <laughs> it kills me to say this, I swear. But he's like allow yourself to fall apart and i'm like no <laughs> right no that is no that is unacceptable <laughs> i have to keep it together and just seeing my reaction to the idea of allowing myself to not be able to handle everything by myself you know that hyper individuality that makes us think if i have a problem it's up to me to figure it out i can figure it out i've had to figure everything out before yet we're doing that within the context of developmental trauma and basically being like a child who's wearing adult clothes and trying to figure out adult problems without the capacity of an adult's, you know, perspective, because, right. You know, it's a black and white. Well, let's see, my options are give up or be a failure, <laughs> you know, like, well, come on, surely there's more options than that, you know? <laughs> and when you bring in someone else, a safe, a nervous system that can co-regulate with you and make it make it possible to consider other perspectives, you know, you don't have to figure it out yourself. And then suddenly there's much more availability of possibility and you realize that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then you do get to go through that healing process and come out on the other side of that tunnel. Exactly. So let's, let's, I would like to invite you to say a little bit more about that whole beginning, middle and end, because some people might be like, but wait, what is she exactly referring to? I need to know about that. Well, I'm going to get a little bit psychologist honest for a minute. Some of it comes out of some research that I was exposed to in the past couple of years, just about for us managing our own vicarious trauma and secondary traumatic stress. Brian Miller, for anyone who's interested, Reducing Secondary mm. Traumatic Stress. This is like my go-to book for lots of things when it comes to supporting myself and other trauma therapists and helpers and healers. And in there, he talks about how there's some research that showed that on a chemical level, emotions actually only last for about 60 to 90 seconds. That does not mean that that is how we experience them. Because once we start to feel sad or mad or scared, then our brain starts going. And it's our brain that, especially the thoughts that we're having and the reactions, whether they're conscious or not, that then keep the experience of the emotion happening. And one thing that can be really helpful, whether it is for us as trauma therapists or anyone who's listening, is to find ways to allow our brain and body to metabolize our emotions and to allow them to have their own beginning, middle and end. And one exercise that he recommends and that I love doing with people is a visualization of watching a fire burn. And the fire is representing your emotion, or it can be an image or a physical sensation, whatever is really most prominent for you and is feeling the most distressing. And it really is about imagining that thing as a fire in front of you and watching the fire burn out. We can't turn our back on it because then some wind can come along and spread it, right? We don't want to add more wood to the fire because then it's going to get bigger and bigger. So that means we don't want to avoid it because then, you know, it's it can spread. We don't want to be continuing to ruminate on it because then it's going to get bigger and bigger. When we allow that emotion to metabolize in our brain and body and trust that our brain and body knows what it's doing and watch the fire burn out and turn into ash, 
it can be a really powerful experience of having that beginning, middle and end. For people who are helpers and healers, it can be helpful. Let's say we have a really tough session or, you know, we learned about something that was really upsetting that happened to a client. And when we're trying to to release some of that, to allow it to not cling at the end of that session or the end of the day, we can use that visualization and listen to our brain and body, feel it start to kind of decompress and regulate as we're watching that fire burn out. Same for our own emotions. On that day when you and I were messaging, you were kind of co-regulating with me in that way. So I I didn't have the resources to do any exercise like that. But if I did, that could have been something helpful for me to check in with the things that were going on in my brain and body and to just sit with it, not to do anything, just watch it burn out. Yeah. So that gives us the beginning, middle and end. Yeah. And I feel like what I've learned about that is the idea that, you know, it's here and then it kind of is going to have a peak of intensity in the middle. And that's usually the point where we try to shut it down. So we try to shut it out some way, whether it's muscle tension, whether it's, I don't want to think about this. You know, you're pushing it away. You distract yourself. You do something else to self-soothe. Meanwhile, if we could tolerate it when it gets to its peak intensity, which usually we need someone else's regulating nervous system to help us be able to tolerate it, what couldn't be tolerated before, if it's a trauma reaction, then it can go over that peak. And then it actually, I'll do in the camera, it goes up and then it goes down and you actually get this experience of being able to integrate that experience instead of it's just stuck and it keeps coming back up because it needs to be metabolized, but it's never getting to go to completion. Yeah, exactly. And that integration is where that healing happens. And especially when we're able to do that in relationship, it sinks in even deeper because the relationship is turning on our attachment system, those really primal, really survival parts of our brain that also allow us, drive us to connect with people and allow us to then, you know, integrate some of those new findings about ourselves as we go through these processes. Yes. Well, I'm I'm grateful that you explained the beginning, middle and end. I think that's a a really lovely takeaway from this conversation, even though it's not our main focus. Well, and I think one last thing to talk about with that is when we don't have opportunities or where you don't allow for that beginning, middle and end, our baseline might start off down here, but when we keep avoiding or defending against it, our baseline keeps going higher and higher and higher until it's almost right there at the peak anyway. Mm-hmm. And that is where just that chronic stress and PTSD and trauma thrives. And when our brain and body start to break down because we are so constantly in survival mode, but our brain is doing that for a reason because it's like, wait, no, 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 no. we need to go and and we need to, you know, go over the top and then allow for the integration. So it's going to be like a toddler who's like, I need attention. I need attention. And again, it comes back to those relationships. And if we don't have a therapeutic relationship or a friend or a family member with whom we can go over the edge, then unfortunately we get stuck and and we can get stuck in that state of survival mode, whether we're a trauma therapist or not. And if we are a trauma survivor, that's probably how we're living quite a lot. Even if we have really highly effective, adaptive strategies to not feel it, it's still impacting us, you know, in ways that we don't always realize until we begin to have a different experience, which that's one of the things that you and I have both had in the past three years since the start of COVID you know, I cannot deny as hard as COVID the whole, you know, it's still going on, obviously. I mean, people have it right now. Just read that 10,000 people died in the last month from COVID, which I was like, wow, you know, we're acting like it's all nothing but 10,000 people right. in a month. So as much as it was a very hard, intense, painful time. I can't deny that it was a deeply transformative time for myself. And for me, I dove into helping like you, I created Trauma Therapist Network. And I was like, trauma therapists need help. I've got to do it, you know, and 
put together this community. And then in the weekly calls, I'm finding myself getting so much, even though I'm facilitating and really taking, you know, a backseat and letting the group process do what it does. I'm like coming out of this feeling elated and, you know, just like happy, like wanting to dance, like playful, very light. And it's like, how could I possibly feel that way when yesterday I was like, oh, the state of the world is never, uh, you know, I feel so powerless. I'm alone. It's never going to get better. I think I'm going to die. And, you know, and then I go to my my, <laughs> my call and be like, this is amazing. You all are so wonderful. And then I would leave like walking on air for a few days, you know? Yep. And you did yeah, create a similar experience for yourself and for your community. Yeah. And I feel the exact same way after calls in Brave where, I mean, I benefit so much from it as well. And I don't know. I'm, I'm curious what you, what your, what your perspective is, but it's like, I know that like I am the facilitator. I created this thing, but I feel like I have nothing to do with it at all. And <laughs> that magic, it does, it does, it just happens. And like, kind of like you're describing of walking on air, like my family knows whenever I've just walked out of a brave call and they're like, Oh, Hey mom, like, how you doing? Look you. <laughs> you look great. You're glowing. <laughs> Exactly. Because, you know, being in spaces like that where we can just talk just like you and I are, Laura, of just like just talking about things and not having to, I don't know, like protect against stuff or rephrase things because it's going to sound weird. Like we can just say whatever we need to in a space where we know that there is mutual and unconditional support and positive regard and respect and also spaces where we can share our mistakes and our mess ups and our fears. I think that's one of the most powerful things is knowing that there's a space where people can show up and say, oh my God, I totally made the, this mistake or I'm so afraid to do this thing. And then we get to to walk through that together and walk through that tunnel. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's like you're not, it's, it's the, what you are doing and what I am doing is we've created spaces. We're holding the space. We made a place people can come to and then we show up and hold the, the container in the space. But believe me, I know, I know for me, <laughs> it's a full-time job running the whole thing, but it it's, it's more than a labor of love because it does enrich me so much myself, but it's like if I feel powerless about the way the world is, what can I do? And by supporting trauma therapists, I'm able to help them support their clients better. It spreads. It's like you were talking about with the glimmers and vicarious resilience. It spreads positive connection, safety, trust, love, care. And that's not spreading hate, fear, competition, you know, and which is such a big thing with therapists where we feel so isolated and we feel nose to the grindstone. We don't even look up. So we don't know there are people around who care about us and want to support us. And everybody feels so depleted. They don't feel like they have any, it's like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Don't ask me for anything. Look at your text messages and you're like, oh my gosh, there's 15 messages here I have to respond to. And it feels very depleting. But when you have supportive people who are surrounding you who understand what your work is like and what matters to you and and how the world can be that can be hard to know that truth when you hear the things that that can go on but it's like you're not holding it alone anymore yeah yep and we then also get to to be seen for how much we love doing this work. <laughs> you know, a lot of times when I tell people that I'm a trauma therapist, their first reaction is like, oh, how can you do that every day? And it, I can't imagine myself doing anything else. And when I've been put in positions where I had to work with other presenting problems, it was so challenging for me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to treat anxiety. <laughs> like, <laughs> I get that so much. It's like, I can do one thing. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I'm really good at it. Ask me to do yeah. like some short term. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I what? just can't do it. I'm like, I don't know how. Sorry. I know. 
I know. And that's because we love this work, you know, and and because we get to witness the glimmers and the vicarious resilience, we get to see people get better from trauma. And and it never erases the trauma, but we get to see people reclaim their lives, which I think is a really unique thing in the mental health space because not every specialty gets to witness that and walk on these journeys. with. Oh, that's so true. I think that's really the crux of why I love trauma work so much. I think people are like, you like that? And I'm like, no, I love it. Like, I'm obsessed with it. I'm fascinated by it. It's endlessly interesting how our brains and bodies work and the ways that we can, you know, adapt and overcome and then grow and heal, you know, in ways that we never dreamed were possible. Knowing that can happen and having experienced it myself, it's a joyful thing to do this work because you come into it knowing, I know this person's suffering a lot right now and it's really awful what they've been through, but I also know that they can, they're going to feel so much better and, you know, they don't know it yet, but I know they are going to, and I know how to help them get there. And that is like, what could be better, you know? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So our love letter to trauma work. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, don't you sometimes use like the trauma nerd phrase? Yeah. So I yeah, just totally. have very much revealed myself to be a trauma nerd in case anybody didn't already realize that. <laughs> I never would have guessed that about you. <laughs> well, my secret's out. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Jenny, will you tell people... I know we have to stop, but will you tell people a little bit more about Brave? Because you didn't really explain what it is, and I want people to know. Yeah. So Brave, the Brave Trauma Therapist Collective, is the online community membership that I've created for trauma therapists. And I'm. it's very similar to the Trauma Therapist Network in that we have weekly calls. We have an online like member area and forum where we're able to support each other asynchronously. We've got lots of different kinds of content and guest speakers to support each other. And it just is another space where trauma therapists can can gather and find each other and be able to show up as them whole selves, their whole selves and get the support that they deserve. Again, it's called the Brave Trauma Therapist Collective. And the best place to find more information is just at braveproviders.com. Okay. That's beautiful. And, you know, there's there's never too many, goodness knows, there's never too many places to gather and support one another. And I want trauma therapists to thrive. And it doesn't have to be through my community. I just want everybody to get what they need. And so I'm so glad that you're offering that. And I know you're very passionate about it. And so thank you for telling us about it now. And is that the best place to find everything you're doing? Or do you have another website that you want us to? Yeah, that's the best place to find everything that I'm doing. Because clinically, my website is jenniferhughesphd.com. So that's where people can find something, you know, information about the clinical work that I'm doing. But braveproviders.com is probably the best place to find stuff. You threw me off when you said Jennifer. I've never thought of you as Jennifer or Jenny to me. I'm not Jennifer. <laughs> so funny that you say that because I'm Jenny. and But on a lot of my paperwork, it says Jennifer. And then I just went yeah. with that because that's what it says on my license. <laughs> but then anytime someone calls me Jennifer, I'm like, you don't know me. You, I, Who are you talking? You do not know me. <laughs> I swear when you started to say Jennifer Hughes, I thought you were going to say... I thought I was going to say, do you work for someone named Jennifer? You work in a group practice? I thought you have your own practice. (laughs) I know. That's funny. I know. Isn't it? I I love that you had that reaction because that's how I feel internally. Like it's my like, you know, official name, name. but I am, I'm a Jenny. Like (laughs) who's Jennifer? Oh, me? Oh, never mind. (laughs) I know. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's me. That's my, that's my big girl name. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, whether you're Jennifer or Jenny, you're doing amazing work out there in the world. And I'm so grateful again that we've developed the friendship that we have that I know will continue to grow. And and again, that you took the time to come here today. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for again, creating space for this. And 
you know, for, uh, I think, creating space for us to be able to share more of our stories and journeys, because we don't always have space as trauma therapists to be able to talk about that. And the work that you're doing, I mean, it is just, it is unparalleled. And I'm so, so grateful to be just a tiny little piece of that. (laughs) What a sweet thing to say. Thank you, Jenny. All right. Well, one more time, I'll just say thank you for being my guest. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. With live telephone support seven days a week, it's clear why Therapy Notes is rated 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and has a 5-star rating on Google. Therapy Notes makes billing, scheduling, note-taking, and telehealth incredibly easy. And now, for all you prescribers out there, Therapy Notes is proudly introducing ePrescribe. Try it today with no strings attached and see why everyone is switching to Therapy Notes, now featuring ePrescribe. You can get two months free by using promo code CHAT at therapynotes.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a website to learn about trauma and how it shows up in our lives and to find a trauma therapist. Go to traumatherapistnetwork.com to find a trauma therapist near you today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com. 